Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, go ahead and roll for perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language. And with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons & Dragons, from Devonair Deva to Desperate Demi Liches. And today, we're talking about the Kenku. All right, Brian. What the hell is a Kenku? <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely a more exotic race. Uh, Twitter, you voted. We're talking about the Kenku today. You win again, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we're basically we're going to be going through all the races in um, Volo's Guide to Monsters. Nice. Um, and this is one of them. Okay. Volo's Guide to Monsters. Um, so the Kenku are a bird-like humanoid race. Uh, they're raven or crow-like specifically. Gotcha. Not like the Aarakocra, which are more like eagle. Like, yeah, um, I've seen cool Aarakocra like owls and stuff too. Oh yeah, that shit's dope. I but like kankus that. are like kankus ravens are very specifically ravens, and there's really no need to reflavor them. They are an incredibly bizarre race. Um, there's a lot of lore on them. Um, I'm really surprised that we got a kanku so so early on in Five E's um, run development. Development. There we go. Okay. Um, just because like. They're usually they're they're ninety nine percent of the time they're just monsters because of their unique situation and because they're incredibly difficult to role play and we will discuss why. Interesting, like um, a fae. Oh. No, not be, not like that. It's there's not we've nothing like we've talked. This about is unlike before. anything you've ever experienced. <laughs> exactly. Brian. Okay. Exactly. Um, Take me down this Kenku rabbit hole. Okay, and also just in most editions you don't get Kenku till like near the end. But anyways. Um, they <laughs> did, you, did people see Kenku and Volo's guy and be like, the end is nigh. I know, right? Sixth edition. No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. I, you okay. know, it's funny. A lot of people seem to be attracted to playing them, but I've yet to see someone play them. And I, I would probably wager that people that try and play them 
stop trying to play them after a couple sessions. Let us know in the comments below if you have played a Kenku. Yeah, I want to know how successful that went for you. Yeah. Um, so, so okay, let's talk about the Kenku. They are short, raven-like humanoids, usually around five feet, maybe slightly under. They are wingless. That's important. It's going to come up later. Every time like a five-foot bird comes up, I'm like, fuck, that's a giant bird. Yeah. Like, fuck, that's not like super big in terms of anything else. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they have talons for feet. They wander the world. They're known to wander the world semi-aimlessly in like large flocks okay um <laughs> they have a terrible reputation of being greedy unscrupulous and self-seeking creatures they're very they're chaotic neutral as book. um okay so is it their reputation or are they that way both. is it like a stereotype it's a stereotype but in this case it tends to be true a uh, big part of that is because well like crows like shiny things so it's kind of a play on crows like gathering shiny things in okay. real life um it's built into their lore and their story, which I will tell you their tale shortly. Um, you decide for yourself. Um, I don't like that in most um, player races or even monsters where it's like a certain behavior type is so built into your where it almost seems like a racial stereotype. I don't like that. Yeah, like you have to do it. Yeah. And so yeah. obviously you don't like this is your game, you know, homebrew how you are. But I am going to go over uh, how the Kenku are usually depicted. Okay. So um, there are. A number of things that define the Kenku, and most of them are weird. So, they have an inherent inability to create or conceive any new idea or thing. What? We will talk about why. Okay. They also have the innate ability to mimic and copy things on an extraordinary level. You're making me like get into some philosophical shit about yeah. creativity right now. Yeah, and we will be talking about that. And they are constantly on the search to regain their wings because they used to have them way back in the day. They also have an inability to speak. They do not have a voice. Like the race Kenku evolved to lose their wings at some point? Or what do you mean? I will now tell you their tale. Okay. <laughs> tell me a the story. story of the, the story of the Kenku. Long ago, the Kenku were servants of some forgotten deity and or power on some other plane of existence no one really knows there are some certain candidates that are possible or plausible but no one knows okay make it up uh they were the winged scouts and messengers of said being um they were known to have a beautiful like song-like language a bird song oh, cool. uh they they had a pretty pretty dope setup from my understanding with this uh deity being person yeah they all sound like hermes I guess, yeah, I guess so. Um, but at some point, they coveted their master's great wealth and treasures. Ooh. And depending on which version of the lore you're reading, they either plotted to steal it and were caught, or they disguised themselves as beggars and came in like begged at his door, and then they were caught doing that. Oh. Either way, they did bad, they were caught. <laughs> and as a punishment for their transgression... And they, in they an over, won their deception in, check. In an over-the-top reaction from a great deity... He stripped them of their flight, took their wings. He took their voices so they could no longer speak. And they, he stripped their souls of the spark of creativity. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he cast them into the prime material. Plane. He like opened up the car engine of this shit and like, you know what? I'm taking this too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that is why they have the a lack of ability to create anything unique or uh, original. Bummer. Um, which is why they, they can't craft. They can't do a lot of stuff like that so they end up being like beggars and stealers they can't dance they can't unless fly. they've seen someone dance they're weak and small so it's like they can fend for themselves too well like they also can't speak 
And so let's talk about that. Oh, yeah. Um, how do you... How do they communicate? Yeah. So they can't speak, but the, what they can do is they can mimic any sound they've ever heard ever. So they can speak. Okay. So I, I know that sounds confusing and it's kind of dumb, really, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's because they can't... They can't... Like, can't... for instance, you and me talking right now, like, and my brain in a split second is making up the thing I'm about to say right before I say it. Right. They can't do that. They can't conversate in that way. So... They have to, like, file through things they've heard. Exactly. So, like, their speech might change, like, patterns depending on if they've never heard a certain person say a certain word. Exactly. They can't say anything they haven't heard before. And when they say it, they're not saying it. They're literally... Re- repeating the same thing and sound they heard exactly it's the same inflection the same voice so a kenku trying to talk to you if they have a wide enough vocabulary might be talking to you in a a thousand voices they just open their mouth and shit comes out dude okay so like already the the my role play ability to like be a kenku is like i've I've been exhausted. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) A lot of times they don't even use words. They just use sounds for like, let's say they go to the blacksmith and they want a sword to be repaired. They might hold up a sword, open their mouth and make the sound of a hammer hitting metal. And like (laughs) you get the point, you know, you do the thing. Um, So they have severe communication problems. Right. Um, But their ability to mimic extends more than just this voice thing. They, um, They have an extreme eye for detail. If you were to sit one down and craft something in front of them. They could um, mimic you. And and get them to be able to see and learn every detail. Theoretically, they'd be able to mimic that exact same thing and they could just be a, a massive production line for a single type of object. Oh, weird. But Oh, weird. But like that situation just doesn't happen normally, naturally. So most of the time, these guys are just stealing clothes instead of making clothes. And if you... And they wouldn't be able to deviate either. So, like, if they learn to make a shirt, they could only make the same shirt of the same size every time. Right. So, if you taught one Kenku to mm-hmm. make a shirt of a certain size, mm-hmm. could that Kenku teach the other Kenkus? Maybe, because the other Kenkus would have to go through the same process that that Kenku did. Right. Yeah. So you just have fucking like, you know, how like like a craft shop, they have like, let's make a birdhouse day. (laughs) But I think this would also come down to like the ability for the Kenku to pay enough attention because like that's a lot of detail. And even though they have great attention to detail, that's a lot. Maybe you can uh, create an. Asse- I'm, I'm. My mind is racing. I'm thinking about creating a Kenku assembly line to like. Yeah, build some I thought about the bullshit. same thing when I, when I heard this, <laughs> um, and I think it could be done. I think it would be very difficult. Um, they also have the innate ability to copy handwriting, like perfectly. They just okay. can. They can see handwriting and copy it. Just done. That is troublesome. So, yeah, they. They. Yeah, and it's because of these abilities they get drawn into shadier types of work. Yeah, it's like you inherently are physically capable of doing bad things, <laughs> and so they end up becoming spies or working with thieves. Yeah, guilds, Kenku rogues. You know, like people that won't knock them for being Kenku and just like use them for their. Yeah, abilities. they love those fools. Yeah. Now they make good spies and thieves and whatnot, but they're also incapable of improvising. So. They're given a plan, and if something not in the plan happens, they're screwed. They can't think of a way out of it. They'll right. freeze. It, it, yeah. There's no accounting for yeah. the unexpected. Which, them. this is so unhuman-like. So, again, role-playing this is very difficult. You'd have to, like, realize, like, oh, wait, 
They wouldn't I'm coming up with an idea. That, right? I can't. I can't be coming up with ideas. This Kenku wouldn't do that. Exactly. Oh, so, shoot. so you so gotta have to that. fight that constantly. Yeah. So you know they get drawn into thieves guild or they end up wandering and stealing. Could you tell Kenku and... like if if you get caught up, fly or well they can't fly. Yeah, they can't fly anyway. Like yeah. here's how you escape. Thanks for and, bringing it up, Brian. Uh, oh. I'm sure. I'm sure they're real upset now. I just offended a bunch of Kenkus. You did. All right. What were you saying though? <laughs> <laughs> Let's can move on. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna go down some kind of deep like. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. I'm sure we'll we'll cover it. Well, we will, but before we do that, I'm I'm ready to take a short rest. Then we should. All right, let's do it. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode where we stop talking about those bird fools. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about the viewers and how much we appreciate and love you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of this, uh, listening to the show and commenting and stuff like that, leaving us iTunes reviews. All that is so helpful, but the most helpful thing you can do for us is if you want to support us, is to tell somebody you know about the show. Mm-hmm. Tweet, we'll, tweet out about the show. Yes. Send emails about the show. Tell your Facebook friends about the show. Anybody tell just, your coworkers about the show? Just, just talk about it, and that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, we would greatly really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
if you need to know where else to find us, like say you're listening to us on soundcloud.com slash the dungeon cast, know that we are also on YouTube recording our faces usually. Uh, if I don't lose the footage, <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> so that was the holidays. I apologize for that. Um, you, yeah, you can find us on YouTube. If you search the dungeon cast, thanks Josh Freeland, or you can, um, let's see where like iTunes, Stitcher, podcast addict, uh, everywhere podcasts can be found. Yeah, basically we're there. We a podcast. <laughs> um, what else do we got? You got anything else? Uh, Patreon.com slash the dungeon cast. If you want to support us, we're doing some real cool projects there. Coming yeah, if you're shortly. interested in bonus content of like live plays and whatnot, we we got a couple up there. Early so, episodes. Early episodes. Show yeah. notes. Show notes. My uh, crappy, crappy show notes. Will's, Will's <laughs> handwriting isn't unre- unlegible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go back to the show. Let's do it. Whoa. It's like we're back in the show. Indeed. Um, so let's let's get back to Kenku. Um, they like to live in high places. They're they're, they're always, birds. They're, yeah, they're birds. They they are often pining for their wings. It's like in their soul, they want to fly again, and so they tend to make their homes on like tall towers or buildings or high up places that they, that they can climb up to. <laughs> Damn. Um, they do lay eggs and they do nest like birds. Um. Remember, I think with Aarakocra, they do the same thing. Aarakocra, I think, only live like 20 or 30 years. Yeah. Is that right? With uh, with Kenku, it's it's different. They reach adulthood by age 12. And they actually usually live to be about 60. So oh, okay. reasonable lifespan. Um, yeah. Much better deal than the Aarakocra got. Um, Except they're like just shitty versions of the Aarakocra. I mean, they're completely different, though. Yeah. They're just completely different. Um, theoretically, a Kenku should make a pretty good wizard, I would think. With the memorization, the yeah. attention to detail. But uh, it wouldn't it, know, like, how would it know how to combat, you know? Like, I mean... It would have to be pre-programmed to, like, do certain things in certain situations, wouldn't it? See, this is where it starts to not make sense with this whole creativity spark thing. Like, where do you yeah. draw the line? Like, they have to be able to make unique thoughts, even if they can't come up with unique creative ideas. Maybe it would have, if it's not the case, maybe like it would have studied something like a monster manual. <laughs> there we go. It could literally, well, it could literally study like combat tactics. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and exactly. then be like, Oh, that isn't like yeah, my, in, my in, allies are attacking this. Uh, here's fireball. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And I think that's, that's reasonable. Um, does it, t- it can take commands though. Like, Hey, attack. Yes, that thing. absolutely. So absolutely. like in a party, it could, be feasible to be yeah. a wizard and like actually be useful by yeah yeah absolutely shit. absolutely okay um but yeah with their ability to memorize like i don't see any reason why they shouldn't make good wizards um which is why when we talk about the um actual stats that this uh character race gets i would change a couple things but we'll, we'll get there mm-hmm. uh they usually it's kind of like you were just saying about like telling the kenku what to do they usually like to have a leader to follow and to emulate. Well, yeah. Because they can't... I mean, it sounds necessary. It sounds honestly. necessary, right? Which is another reason why these guys are hard to roleplay, because it's like, you have to be a character who's deferent, really. Yeah. Um, you just do what people tell you to yeah, do. Otherwise, you're a nuisance and a liability. I mean, I guess it's okay if you're a new player. New players, like, not all the time, but a lot of new players are looking for a lot of direction as far as, like, being told what to do. Like, what do I do in this situation is something a new yeah. character thinks all about a lot. That could be true, yeah. Mm, but, you you're, know. You're right, yeah. But still, I don't know. Um, Kenku don't have normal names because they don't have normal voices. They usually their names are usually just fucking noise. Yeah, yeah, they're weird noises. <laughs> Knew it for things they do. So like a warrior, like a Kenku who like fights, his name is like sword. The boy. sound of 
<laughs> sword boy. No, okay. his his name is like the sound of swords clashing. They just, yeah, they just open their mouths. It's like ching ching, and that's his name. What's yeah. up, ching ching? <laughs> What's up, cling clang? <laughs> well, it's funny because then what happens is humors, humors, humans will call them by like, hey, hey, smasher, hey, slasher, hey, slicer. You know the sound that. They name the sound that okay. they're hearing, you know what I mean? I hey, see. Hey, Ching Ching. <laughs> your name is... Well, I mean, then your name becomes Slasher, and that's dope. When but the then fighter... you're like, my name is Kling Klang. <laughs> when, like... the, when the fighter episode comes, I'm going to make a Kangu fighter named Kling Kling. <laughs> but anyways. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what are you saying? <laughs> All I'm saying is that like, if you are introducing yourself to npcs a lot of them are going to be freaked the fuck out <laughs> yeah it's, it's absolutely true um <laughs> also having a role play that is difficult urban thieves might have like the sounds of urban animals like a, a rat skitter or an owl hoot or something you know a crow okay. call i guess if you like the aesthetic you can just like be like oh this kenku knows how to talk yeah fuck it yeah. <laughs> there you go that's, that's how i would approach it but as far it. as like 5e yeah yeah, there it is. Yeah, there we're limited is. to this. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that being said, let's talk about the, the actual stats they get because they get some really cool features. <laughs> I'm a Kenku. Sorry, I'm on another thing. If I, yeah. I'm a Kenku who likes to defend and my name is and you just hear like the sound of an arrow hitting a shield. Yeah, it would be something like that. Exactly. That's exactly what they would do. And that guy's name is Thunk. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's Thunk. We don't talk about Thunk. Um, all right. So they're going to get a plus so two to dumb. dexterity, which I think is very fitting because they they have dexterous hands and uh, they're small. Hands? Yeah. They're, they're very. Oh, they don't have wings? No. Yeah. They have hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there it is. Do they have nails on them or are they like talon hands? I think they're just hands. They're just some, some hands. feathered hands. Just feathered hands. <laughs> I think so. I'd have to take another look. Yeah, I think so because I'm like picturing a Kenku holding a dagger. Okay, yeah, and, sure. Yeah, we'll have to pull it up. But anyways, um, plus two to dex. Now they get a plus one to wisdom, which I think is just wrong. Like, not to say that they're unwise. It's just like there's nothing about them that I've read that like that makes any type of sense. They are not particularly wise or intuitive or insightful and they don't have good instincts. Like... Wisdom for me is more tied to creativity than okay. maybe some of the other attributes. For me, it should be intelligence because they are very shrewd. They're very uh, attention to detail. They are capable of massive memorization. Sh- I mean, am I wrong here? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, intelligence versus wisdom. I think you would dump the stat into intelligence as like a yeah. role play like issue. Yeah. That's so, so about. in in my world, I would definitely have this as an option, like homebrew or swapping the wisdom with int. That's just that's yeah. just how I would do it. Um, they get a feature called Expert Forgery. Uh, you can duplicate other creatures' handwriting and craft work. You have advantage on all checks made to produce forgeries or duplicates of existing objects. Not bad. That's pretty good. Not bad. That's actually really powerful. Doesn't it's the like, assassin rogue have to like study a while to like be able to duplicate a signature yeah, or that's like, the assume thing an identity? Get. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And they can just do it. Um, now, cool. I find this pretty uh, powerful because it says craft work. You can produce duplicates of existing objects like... That to me doesn't entirely make sense. And like, for instance, piece of pottery. Oh yeah. If you don't know how to make pottery, then how could you? Duplicate how could you it? duplicate it? Like, right. someone, that like, would be a creative endeavor. That would be a creative endeavor. So like, it doesn't quite add up. But that's what the rules say. So there it is. Um, <laughs> hey. You have proficiency. You, you are proficient in your choice of the two following skills: acrobatics, deception, stealth, and sleight of hand. This is a good feature. Yeah. Um, objectively speaking but in my opinion like this is a lazy way to what that it's just a lazy feature it's like oh and you're trained in in something 
pick one of these devious things. Like, yeah, like, I, just make it sleight of hand. That's what it should be. Okay. I, I don't know. It's just, it just seems lazy to me. I don't know. It was also stealth is in there. What was it? Stealth, deception, acrobatics, and sleight of hand. Yeah, I, I don't know. Deception is weird because yeah. like de- deceiving somebody is also like a creative thing. There's not unless you have you're going by a script. Yeah, like elves get perception and I think orcs get intimidation. Like just pick pick the thing that makes the most sense and just go with it. Yeah, it sleight of hand. hand. Yeah. Does anything else just get like sleight of hand straight up? Like that's kind of cool. No, I don't think anything does. Yeah, but there is precedent for other races getting a single skill, right? That is attached to the obvious lore. I don't understand why can't you get a choice? I'm not saying that having a choice is bad. I just feel well mechanically, it's good. But mechanically, like, it's good. I like just feel like wise. this was lazy mm. creation. But that's just what do I know? Just I pick one of this. I'm shit. just some guy who talks about D and D. The next uh, feature they get is called mimicry. You can and we already kind of talked about this, but here's yeah. the the, the nitty gritty of it. You can mimic sounds you have heard, including voices. A creature that hears the sounds you make can tell they are imitations with a successful wisdom insight check opposed by your charisma deception check. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, there it is. I like it. Languages. You can read and write common and Orin. Orin is the language of the bird the, people. The plane kind of, of air. Okay, yeah. yeah. Bird people, plane of air. But you same can, thing. But you can speak only using your same. But you can speak only using your mimicry trait. Which we already kind of talked about. Yeah, you can't really talk. <laughs> you just fucking make weird sounds. So all in all, these guys are difficult to role play. They have a weird way of speaking that annoys other people. You're fucking Bumblebee from You're Bumblebee from Transformers. Oh my yes, god. Exactly. Um, oh, that's so annoying. Yeah. It was cool for like ten minutes. Yes, indeed. Exactly. Uh. You can't plan anything. <laughs> So, like, you can never be the one to be like, oh, guys, I know what we should do. You can't ever do that. You can't ever improvise. So you have to pay attention to what you're doing. And you can't create mm. anything. From, like, a zoomed out kind of, like, yeah, I employ Kenkus as a as a NPC. There's an NPC that exists that employs Kenkus to, like, do their bidding. Right. And, like, hey, just come with me on the sneak mission. You mm-hmm. do the same thing. I just point you to, like, a new location mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. like... They need so that's direction. like like you were saying with like thieves guilds and assassins. Exactly. And, and now what I was saying kind of at the beginning of the episode where I was saying I was surprised we got them as a race so early because they're almost usually monsters because yeah. of the way they are. Right. Because it's hard to play that. Now, I'm not trying to say don't play this or this is a bad thing to play. Yeah, no, totally by possible. all means. No. Yeah. If, if you're interested, by all means, do it. I yeah, just, we're just saying it's difficult. That I, does not I, sound I, easy I will, to me. I will say it is it is probably difficult. I would like to hear people's stories and kinkus they've rolled on the success rate, or maybe they how often is it homebrewed to be a little different to make yeah, it easier. To make because, a role play a little smoother. Because I would probably role play or homebrew like, some you, stuff like, to, to alter it a bit. Did you like fake suicide your character to so just so you could just, play something else? Just to not be a kinku anymore. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> like, oh, make a dexterity save, you fail. You're falling <laughs> down the cliff and you Yay. die. Oh, but a new boy's walking up. He looks like he likes adventuring. Yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, look, he has a character sheet and everything. Um, okay. I think we're done. Do you have any more questions about Kangoo? They're weird. They're, they're weird. weird. They're weird. They're weird. They're like I like having them as NPCs in games a lot. I think they're interesting to have around. Yeah. But what I think I, role playing ones are just very difficult. What I do it. like is the aesthetic yeah. a lot. That's yeah. cool. They kind of look. They're very flavorful. You can make it look like, um, you know how the uh, doctors wore like the bubonic plague mask with the long weird beak. <laughs> yeah. I just picture those like a bunch of those. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. But no, no questions. Okay. Really. All right. <laughs> well, with that, I think we're going to call it a game. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. Call it a game. Thanks we will a lot, talk guys. to you guys later. Bye-bye.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.